Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. So where do you fit in the body of Christ? Well, we'll help you find the answer to that next. helping you find your place in the body of Christ. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Our time today returns us to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verses 12 through 27. It's there that we get some marvelous insight into what it means to find our place in the body of Christ. How do we fit in? How are we to be best used and find the most glory for Christ? Well, hopefully we'll have some answers for you. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. We have to start seeing the value in whatever place that he places us in the body. I remember when I played football and I, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I remember that I was running down the field one day. You know, I'm strong and I'm fast and I'm doing all these things. I'm running down the field one day and somebody jumped on my foot. And I had my foot planted like this and bam, my foot went down like that. And I got up and I was like, my goodness, what, what is wrong with my toe? And I got something called turf toe. And, you know, I don't spend time, you know, messing around with my feet a lot. (laughs) Some of y'all do. I don't. You know, they're just my feet. Let's roll. You know what I mean? (laughs) But the ladies, y'all be getting y'all toe on. Girl, you see my toe? Oh, you see that big toe? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm like, listen, let's roll, man. Put some socks on. Let's go. But when I hurt my big toe, I couldn't walk, I couldn't move, I'm walking around, and people were looking at me like, bruh, man, you need to play next week. I said, I'm not playing nothing. My toe is tore up from the floor up. I can't move. And, and I realized that the smallest member is often the most important member of the body. And what is the same thing that happens with us, we look at something and we're looking for the big place in the church. The big this. And we think it's the big thing that causes, that must be the most important. But it's not. And Apostle Paul, he's proving, he's proving this point and he's letting us see that if you don't have the eye, we can't just all be an eye. And we can't just all be hearing. We've got to be different and find our function and not place an an importance over one thing over the other based on how much responsibility is given to it. Because that's not always the case. 
We do not ex- understand the extent and the importance of what it means to serve in that children's ministry. Everybody want to get up here. Everybody want to get up here. But those kids' future is at stake. Generations to come. Because they're hearing the word of God. And everything that the devil is telling them at school and on the, in the schoolyard and with their friends and on Twitter and Facebook and on the Internet and all this on the news and all this stuff. We're, we're every, every weekend, we're counteracting everything that the devil is trying to sow into the heart. Can I have an amen? Those children's workers are, no, no, we're giving you the truth in your spirit. You're going to grow and become powerful in God. And, and the next generation is learning the value of this, of, of the truth of God's word. But people don't say, well, you know, yeah, that's cool. You serving in children's Yeah. I'm tired. Well, I'm tired, too. I'm tired of talking to you. <laughs> and you not listening. Say, <laughs> what's happening is we got to get in our mind that, man, that is important. When you walk in the door and you have ushers and greeters <laughs> greet you with a smile. Have you ever went in a place and somebody mean mugging you? Make you want to leave. But when you walk in and a person, how you doing? Here you think, yeah, oh, praise the Lord. How you doing? God bless you. Hey, what's up? Man? What's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Party over here. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is it, it, makes you, it makes you feel comfortable, welcome. You feel blessed when you come in the house of God. That is important. We have a bus ministry. We go and pick up people who do not have cars and we drive them to church so they can come to church and be blessed. And then take them home. That is a blessing. Can I have an amen? That is a blessing. The church bought a van. We, we go get you. We got you. And, and, and you look and you say, man, that is so important. That person may not be able to make it to the house of God. But yet they can now. And if you go, I could go down the line and we see stuff that seems so insignificant. But it's not. not it's a place in the body. That is a valuable place in the body. And this is what the man of God is saying. He says here. In verse, he says in verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would be, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Now watch the flip side of this. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. I love this. Because now the Bible is telling us that yes, independence is powerful and God uses that. As we are individuals within the body. But we're not independent. We are interdependent. He's saying here that you need me And I need you. I can't do my job if you don't do your job. And this is how we work. You guys see me up here. My mic start crackling. And I start getting hot. And I'm, what's going on? If if I can't, if, if everyone that's working in the sound booth don't do their job, then it makes my job harder. But when, but listen to my mic now. Deacon Roger and them, they got the thing functioning. So I can do my job because they're doing their job. And we work together. We're interdependent. 
And this is how we have to see the body of Christ. They say, I need that person right there. I need that person. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, I need you. Sometimes it's even hard for people to even say that. It's hard for them to say it. I don't need nobody. You know this Mother's Day, I pushed all y'all out anyway. No, we got to break that. And, and, and even as men, men were taught that, you know, I got this and I, I'm going to handle this and I got it, honey, I got it, man, and don't get in my way. I'm bad, I'm big, I'm... Brother, come on. You and I need help as men. I don't need my wife. She's tripping. Uh, you know, no, everybody needs each other. And this is what Apostle Paul is trying to say. He says in verse 21, And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. We have to stop doing that and start saying, I need you and you need me. And this is how the body of Christ functions. We're saying this individually as a church here, as our local church. But we can't say, well, our church, the well, is the, is the baddest church on the block. We're going to take the city. The devil's a lie. We're not going to take the city by ourselves. We need other churches because they're a part of the body. And they love the Lord and God uses them the same way he's trying to use us. And so I got news for all of us. Our church isn't the, the, the big boys on the block. We just want to do our little piece. And that's it. And everybody does their piece. All the other pastors do their piece as they're leading their church. Praise the Lord. And my piece and our piece may look different than their piece. But it doesn't mean that they're not a part of the body. Well, I don't like that church. They did this, that, and the other. Well, maybe they don't like you because you did this, that, and the other. But it doesn't mean that that that's not a part of the body. And this is what we do as the people of God. Now, if a church is, is, is teaching some crazy doctrines and going off on this tangent with foolishness and, and not doing what's right in the sight of God, I understand that. But, but our worship service may be different. We have visitors here today. Our worship service may be different than maybe the worship service you're used to. But it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. Our worship is long here. And it's loud. And Tammy, she, she's up here singing hard. And the worship team is singing hard. And, you know, and we just go for it. Next time, don't wear those high, high heels. No, I'm going to the well. I need some flats. Because they're going to be trying to dance in there and shout and praise God and do all that stuff. And let's go for it. You know, I'm coming prepared this week. I'm never going back there. Why are you not going back to the well? Because they worship too long and my feet were hurting. Well, that's your fault. So what I'm saying is it's different, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. It's the same thing. This is what he's saying. It's the same thing with the church down the street. You may go in. They may not have worship like us. And they may not do things like us. But if the church loves God, they're preaching the true doctrine, you better get in there and try to find God up in there. Can I have an amen? I've preached at so many, you know, hundreds of churches all over the world. I've learned. I don't care if it's on the dirt. I don't care if bugs is flying. I didn't been in foreign countries and, and all over the place. I could care less. Just look, kick the band up. Let's go. I don't care if you got a stick, a brick, a rock. Bang on that thing. Let's go. Let's sing some songs. You don't even have a microphone. Let's go for it. I'm going to find Jesus. I'm going to find Jesus. 
Can I have an amen, y'all? But what happens is we have to get to a place where we, where we stop saying that I have no need of you. And then he goes here and he says, no, verse 23, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater, he says, modesty. He says, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part, which what? Relax. I love this. So I love this because what he's saying is, is there may be parts of the body that are weak, that are unpresentable, that, are, that, are, that need more care, and our job is to give more care. If you're, if you're trying to hammer a nail into a wall, and as you're hammering, you accidentally smash your finger, what does your other hand immediately do? It goes after it. I'm here to help you. I got you. You're going to be all right. I'm going to protect you. And this is how the body should function. If there's a weakness, we find out that we... Hey, listen, you know... <laughs> I'm going to go there. You know when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you look at yourself and there's a weakness? I'm talking about men and women. You know you give it a little extra care? Let me hide this a little bit. Let me... <laughs> Let me make sure this is tight right here. Mm. 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 All right. I can start preaching right there. You know, you ladies, when you... What is that? Where that mascara at? Let me get that. It's the same thing guys do it all the time. You're walking around and... Man, I'm, man, I'm going to put on two sweatshirts today. You know, what happens is we give greater care to that. And it's the same thing with the body. We see an area of, of the body that lacks. And there are times areas of the body that lacks. Our job is to assist to go to that area and find out how can we strengthen that area. But sometimes what we do as a body is we attack that area. We attack it. We attack it, and, our, and in our mind, let's cut it off. How about I just get rid of it? I said, no, let's, let's try to get it healed. And this is what he's saying. Verse 24, but our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no schism, schism in the body. No schism in the body. But that the members should have the same care for who? For one another. This is how we function. He says here, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members, they do what? Rejoice with. And this is how we have to see it. If one is suffering, all of us should be in a position where we're saying, you're a part of us. This, if you're having a problem, we're all having a problem. And we don't deny the problem. We address the problem. We get the problem healed. We get the problem corrected. And we rush to and we help. We try to do the best that we can. Now, some people don't want help. We understand that. 
But there's a place in us that says, okay, how can we help? We want to rush to the body. If somebody's being honored, if somebody's being honored and God is blessing them, well, then we all should rejoice. It's amazing how somebody can be being blessed and honored and God is doing a work in their lives and, and is blessing them. And the people of God are so afraid that the first thing was, well, you better be watchful. I know the, ble- the Lord just blessed you with a house. And I know God just is moving in your life right now. But you better be watchful because the devil is busy. Well, I could care less about the devil. I'm busy. The devil's a lot. I'm busy too. I'm busy. I'm busy robbing the kingdom of darkness of souls. And I'm working for Jesus Christ. I'm busy too. Can I have an amen, y'all? Let God work. And we have to, we have to stop. Hey, give a person a chance. Can I enjoy this for a minute? Give me a minute to rejoin my breakthrough. I just got my breakthrough and you're trying to tell me about something else about to happen. I don't care about that. I'm going to enjoy my breakthrough right now. Can I have an amen? We learn to give honor to people as the body of Christ and be blessed. God knows how to humble us and we know how to be watchful and prayerful. But if someone's being honored and lifted up and God is exalting them and blessing them, we all should be blessing them. This is what the man of God is saying. Bless them too. Honor them. God is moving at the church. Man, the well is growing. People coming. But you better be watchful. I had a dream. The devil, I don't care about your dream. What I care about what God is doing, what God will do, and how he's going to do it, and keep on doing it, because Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And he knows how to give us a lookout. He knows how to watch us. We got to be watchful of that and make sure that we're constantly saying, how can I lift somebody up and bless them? God is honoring them, and we need to honor people. Can I have an amen? Amen. And then he says this, and we're going to close this out. He says, if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. He says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. He says members individually. He goes down and he says, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then the gifts of healings, helps, administrations, variety of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. Not everybody is going to do the same thing. And yes, within the body of Christ, according to your function, God gives you a certain level of authority. Not everybody has the same authority. And we learn to find our place of authority, our place, and then we start functioning. And then God starts using us as his hands and his feet within the earth. Saints, the more in in which we can get this place in our minds where we realize that, yes, I am an individual, but I'm interconnected with people. And I have my place, which may not always be highlighted, but it is an important place. Then God can start to use us and we can be really effective in the earth. The problem that we have is that the church sometimes begins to infight because people are trying to fight for significance. And they don't just value their place. (laughs) You have a place. I have a place. I don't want Minister Antonio's place. I don't want 
Tavis's place. I don't want Brother Ben on, on that camera right there. I don't want his place. I don't want to, I'm, I'm involved, I see what's going on, but most people in the leadership team will tell you, I kind of let people do their thing and I oversee it and manage it, but, but, but I'm not a micromanager. Just do your job and let God use you. You have the Holy Spirit, let God use you. If I see something that God tells me about, I'll bring it to your attention. Other than that, do your thing. And Kit, she has her place. She's functioning. Let her go. Let her do her thing. God's using her. She has her place. Now, I'm not going to be involved in all that and, and, and everything. I know what's going on. But we get to the place where we feel like we got to, there's an there's a insecurity within our own selves. There's times, even as your pastor, I say, you know what? I don't feel like preaching. Y'all need to get your own word. I'm tired. You, you, and, but obviously you know your place. But there's a place sometimes when you have to say, hey. And... Now, obviously, I'm managing more than just this, but there's sometimes in your mind you have to realize that when you're doing what God has called you to do, you're not always going to feel great about it all the time. But it's what God called you to do. It's what God called you to do. And he may cause you to do it for 30 years. Praise the Lord. When, when I stand before Jesus, I just want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Can I have an amen? He may not say, well, you blew up, you took over the world, and you did this, that, and the other. That's not what he, he may not have designed you for that. He may have just designed you to be an usher in the church and be a blessing. If that's what God has designed, well, praise God. How long have you been in church? I've been an usher in the church for 40 years. There's something to be said about longevity. And faithfulness and consistency and just grinding away and let God use you. And you may not always get pats on the back. But man, I did my part. Can I have an amen? Father, we just thank you today. And I praise you that this church is the body of Christ. It is a part of the body of Christ. And Lord, you brought people from all over the place, <laughs> all over the country, all over the world. People have come to this church and they're a part of this church because of your handiwork. Every person is valuable. Every person has a place. Every person has an assignment. Lord, help us to be people that value our simple assignment, whether it's preaching whether it's teaching, whether it's leading worship, whether it is playing an instrument, that everything is valuable. And Lord, you have set some in the body just as you pleased. Lord, I, I don't want to tell you what I want to do. I want to ask you, what do you want me to do? Lord, tell me what to do, and I'll just do that. And Father, I pray for all of us here that there would be such an anointing here for body ministry, that people when they come in, they would immediately sense, they would immediately sense their place, that there would be no confusion. Lord, clean us up, wash us up, get the junk out of our lives, and then help us to find our spot as we're going through this process. Father, I pray against every form of insecurity in this church. 
Every demon that will try to whisper in our ears and tell us that we are not valuable, we do not receive that lie. That every spirit that will try to tell us that what we're doing is insignificant. Lord, the devil is a liar. And I pray that in this house, people would find their significance first and foremost in, and in the blood of Jesus and your redemptive powers in their lives. And then as you begin to put them in their place, whatever it is, they would find their significance. Knowing that this is just my assignment from the Lord. Father, I pray that in this church, there, we would never have a superstar mentality. There's no superstars around here. There's only one king, and his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Lord, help us to continue to perfect this so that as our church continues to grow and blossom, that, Lord, people would sense identity. They would sense a place for them in this house. God, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm.